what would it sound like for a podcast to be a cry for help? Put your headphones on now, or if you're already wearing... <laughs> you could probably only hear this even if you're already wearing them, but symb- put your headphones on now and get ready to listen to... Another Another perfect perfect episode. episode. You're listening to Please Save Me. Please Save Me is the official recap podcast of Chicago Heroes. Network TV's number one drama. Chicago Heroes is definitely a real TV show, but you won't find it in any TV guide. And if you don't watch it, that's that's your problem. You've got to take a sign. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? It's watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm gonna lay the fuck down! Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. Ding dong, trick or treat. Treat. We have another episode for you this week of Please Save Me, the only podcast recapping television's number one show, Chicago Heroes. And I've got even a better treat for you while you stand on my doorway, which is I am one of your co-hosts, and my name is Ben Flores. Go ahead, put your hand in the bucket and grab another, because I have another treat for you, and that is who my co-host is. Yeah, take as much as you want, but this is on a, this is going on a, um, (laughs) go ahead and introduce yourself. (laughs) Uh, I'm Sarah Black, your other co-host, and I had something I wanted to say, but I forgot it because All Hallows Eve is upon us and I'm feeling a little hexed. Maybe if you're one of our listeners out there in uh, listener land, you are listening to this episode sometime in the future uh, because maybe you needed to catch up on the podcast. You needed to catch up on Chicago Heroes. You had it all stacked up on your DVR Mm -hmm. and you have a little Thanksgiving break to tear through some old episodes or Mm -hmm. a Christmas break to tear through some old episodes or a Mm -hmm. non-denominational secular winter break. Um, however you want to call it. Uh, but don't be confused. This episode came out around Halloween. Uh, so that might be, if we started this off and you were a little confused, uh, don't be. <laughs> yeah. We dropped a little clue here and there, but now you know that it's our spookiest episode to date. The interesting thing about this episode is it's part of a series of deep dives that we're doing into uh, the magic that makes Chicago heroes tick every week. Splish, uh, splash, motherfuckers. Exactly. So we're taking a dive in this week to production design. So just like we painted a scene for you at the beginning of this episode <laughs> with where you're standing on our porch and we are giving you candy. And it's an honor system. So take as much as you want, but also make sure you're leaving some for other people. We're going to talk to you on this episode about how do the people that make Chicago Heroes paint a scene for all of us. Yes. 
And just to give a little context, uh, Chicago Heroes is television's number one show. So why don't they air it every single? Why why aren't we recapping an episode right now? Why don't they air it every single week, every single day? Yeah, twenty four three sixty five. Yeah, and you know we've sent letters and we've sent texts asking and haven't quite gotten a response. But here's the deal. Here's what's up. They've already recorded. They've already recorded five seasons and. Uh, they could really just drop the next season at any time. And they kind of like to keep us on the edge of our toes. Yeah. Season one had its big finale and we've already gone into that. You can go back to episode 22. And I pray that you do. Please save me. If you would like to get yourself up to speed on what Mm -hmm. happened in season one's um, cliffbanger of a finale, But this week, we're going to be doing more of a recap of different elements of the show. Um, So last week, we talked about character. I highly recommend that you go back and check that episode out if you haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. um, But love the one you're with. So listen to this episode now. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and take a deep dive into Chicago Heroes production design. Let's talk talk about about lights, baby. I'm going to put two minutes on the timer, and we're going to talk about lights. All right, clock is rolling. Uh, So, Sarah, hit me with the the quick breakdown of lighting on Chicago Heroes. What makes it work? Well, I think, Ben, the main thing to keep in mind for a lot of this stuff is that realism is the name of the game. We want this to look as real as possible. And Chicago is kind of a gritty place. So a lot of the times the lighting is a little dark. It's a little spooky. It's a little sinister. And um, that tends to be where they lean toward. However, something very interesting about the show that not a lot of other shows take a risk on is that they're willing to break with tradition for the sake of plot and story. There's a strong tradition in TV shows of using three-point lighting where you have, um, and you're familiar with three-point lighting, Sarah. It's um, your most traditional form of lighting. Mm-hmm. You've got your key light, which is kind of your main light. And then you have a fill light, which is kind of one of the other ones. And then you have a backlight, which comes from behind. And Ooh. in this show, they're not afraid to break with that tradition. They're not afraid to just use one light. Yeah. Sometimes use no lights. Sometimes using no lights. Sometimes use 10, 20, 30 lights. Well, that's the thing. When they're out on the beach and when they're having a good time on the beach, it is so bright. Really so, bright. So, so bright. Sometimes I'm like, I don't even know who I'm looking at because it's so, so bright. I have to actually turn down the brightness on my TV yeah, because the lighting coming from it is so bright that I'm starting to feel like I'm the one going blind. Yeah. And I'm, as you all know, I famously wear horse blinders when I watch the show, but sometimes I even have to put sunglasses on on top. And in a little case of life imitating art, you were wearing horse blinders when watching the show to focus in even before a startup on Kickstarter started putting out human horse blinders recently for sale. Is that real? Unfortunately, that's our time for discussing this segment, so we're not going to be able to get into that. But in any case, uh, let's go ahead and move along to the next segment of our deep dive into production design. Let's Let's talk talk about about effects, effects, baby. 
I'm going to go ahead and put two minutes on the clock and let's have another illuminating conversation about one of the elements of production design on Chicago Heroes Television's number one show. The clock is rolling. So effects effects so ben the name of the game here is realism i agree it's magic that they work with the effects here but it's practical, practical. magic yes um yeah we, go ahead <laughs> we don't have a lot of time here so we're gonna have to uh let's so we should probably just talk at the same time yeah, we really want to be efficient yeah so um, i think the show what they do really well is using practical effects and one thing that they, don't, thing that really they don't, do don't really do is, is use many computer, computer effects. effects so they'll actually do motion so capture they do a lot of motion capture and, but it's only but as inspiration use it to so inspire they them use, like they'll um, capture example, an andy circus type of an actor guy andy circus type of actor guy with the ping pong balls putting the ping pong balls in them and using those to turn have them roll around and that would be like a tumbleweed use it actually as just a jumping off point for then sometimes print this out on the paper we paint for over the sake it. of story so sometimes um, they'll paper like over that. things like south park uh, kind of and like then, if you're thinking um, about a trey parker a or a matt stone style of where, animation um, like they have on like south park or, or something like that Terrence where um, or, um, it's way way too big to south do a practical park, bigger, kind of effect badder, so they'll longer, do claymation and, and sort uncut, of like some stop motion um, and sometimes they'll actually graduate from 2d to 3d doing more of a wallace and gromit style like clay working clay um, into an and it's effect. made me think about the so, world and um, the way that and I one place that they don't actually use many effects is on um, um, muscles I have started so using less water that's the place where you really see the practical effects come through I which think, is the practical effect you know, um, of take a Tay Diggs for example working out and building show. his muscles um, and so <laughs> it's kind of a more long term effect that yeah. even they're using when I'm they do so that's effects Well, we got that one in just under the wire. So, listeners, if you're just joining us now, uh, we are taking a deep dive into the production design of Chicago Heroes, which is television's number one show. And this is a really wonderful um, show. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you're a big fan. But if you are just joining us right now, I what we're hoping to do on this episode is give you a little bit of a trip behind the scenes. So that, that would kind of be interesting if you hadn't seen the show before or probably off of these last couple conversations, the lighting and the effects conversation, you're getting a pretty good idea of why is this television's number one show? Why is it so good? Yeah. And we intend to continue uh, painting a picture of why that's true uh, with this next one. Let's talk about costumes, baby. And I've put two minutes up on the timer. So costumes. So what I would say about costumes, Love if them. I can just kind of jump off here sure. is that realism is the, the name, name of the, of the game, game here. And the way that they employ realism in costumes is it's this old TV phrase, the costume is in the casting. Agree, yeah. So a lot of times, especially with our main cast or main heroes, they don't have to do a whole lot of work. No, I mean, they didn't cast a guy in the role of the firefighter uh, who doesn't look like a firefighter yeah. so that all of a sudden they got to do a bunch of costume work on him to make him look like one. They exactly. cast a guy who already looks like a firefighter. Right. 
they, they when, did. When Sandra Bullock, a an A list actress, walks into her audition for playing Samantha Boltz, the chief of police, the head of casting said. You're already wearing a police uniform. <laughs> yeah. You look like, you look like a, a cop. cop. You carry yourself like a cop. Yeah. And then uh, famously, the casting director said, um, legally, you have to tell me if you're a cop. And then they kind of laughed nervously. Mm-hmm. And Sandra Bullock was like, no, I'm here for I'm the an audition. Act- I'm, an, I'm actress. an actor. You know, a lot of shows, they screw this up. A yeah, lot of shows, a lot of movies screw this up. Big time. Um, I can think of a bunch off the top of my head. Uh, Me too. Famously, when they casted Chewbacca, they end, in Star Wars, they ended up having to do a whole lot of costume work because he didn't look like a Wookiee. <laughs> yeah. Um, when they casted Darth Vader, they Lots had to put that there. big helmet and flowing cape and black on him. Yeah, because he wasn't scary looking otherwise. He didn't already look like that. Um, <laughs> the Jedis. Don't they had to like give Jedi. him those orange Jedis. flight suits yeah. with the helmets because they didn't look like um, fighter pilots. And that's the timer. So that's. And we um, could have talked about that a lot more, but. We could have. Yeah. And if you're oh, just tuning trust in. Trust us. Yeah. And if you're just tuning in, we just got through talking about costumes. Before that, we were talking about lighting and effects. Um, so if you're just joining us, we're kind of doing a production design deep dive into the show um, Chicago Heroes, which is television's number one um, show. So if you're just joining us now, that's kind of where we're at, and we're going to keep going couple fathoms below the surface yeah at this point on this deep dive and we are headed into the mariana trench let's talk about makeup baby i'm gonna go ahead and put two minutes on the timer here and those two minutes are on and um if you were out there in listener land but you had a viewing port into our little submarine that we are piloting around beneath the surface, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you would have seen me hold my phone silently up to the microphone to start the timer. So that's a little trip behind the scenes of the behind the scenes. Anyway, makeup is so cool because it can make you look different. Who sausages the sausage man? Yeah. (laughs) But in any case, yes, Sarah was saying that makeup is cool because it can make you look different. And I agree. This one's kind of like opposite of costume is in the casting so they cast really well for the costume yes um but for makeup they tend to cast people in this show who have have a screw or two loose with themselves yeah physically so they're doing a lot of fixing and um with makeup here the name of the game is realism so they'll cast a guy with a weird eye or a one a year or something like that and then they make them look more like a regular guy. Right. That actually happened in the season finale with Mr. Mayor. He, um, there's a, th- there's a thing with his finger. There was a guy with just one finger in the season finale mm-hmm. and they had to give him nine more. Yeah. But that's the kind of work that they're willing to do on this show. Yeah. And Michelle, Michelle Terry, the head makeup artist, um, you can really see that you can see a lot of that woman's like style throughout. Yeah. I Heavily mean, influences character and everything like that. Well, Cause she's doing the heavy lifting because they cast somebody who's wearing the right costume, mm-hmm. but they might have a whole lot of other stuff wrong. And yeah. she's got to fix that. She's got to fix that. Um, and that's why they call her the fixer. 
they do call her that. Uh, and um, they actually nickname her Michelle Clayton uh, yeah. as kind of a nod to that mid-2000s era Clooney movie. And the timer has... Gone off. Go off, I guess. So that was our um, deep dive into makeup. Uh, yeah, and, and if you're just tuning in, I just said go off, I guess. And if you're just tuning in and it's Thanksgiving or Christmas break or something like that, that's a little, um, that's kind of a meme from now that probably won't be relevant um, if you're listening to this a few weeks later. In June through probably October or November of the year of our Lord, 2018, <laughs> Uh, all of the posters were posting. Uh, they were sitting at their computers uh, with a Mountain Dew and a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos sitting behind their... The, the keyboard warriors were tapping away and typing and clicking and telling each other all online to go, go off, off, I, I guess. guess. Uh, when one of them had a subject about which they were passionate and they had a screed to deliver to the world, all of their friends would come out of the woodwork and tap away at them. Go, go off, off, I, I guess. guess. And then eventually when all of the goers had gone and there was nowhere off left to go uh nobody said that they guessed anything anymore and now there's nobody left to go off and nowhere left to go to when you're listening to this episode but just remember that there was a time and there was a place when if you had something to say somebody would tell you to say it in any case, uh, we're on this deep dive, and what we have to talk about next is the another element of the production design. Let's talk about props, baby. I'm going to go ahead and put two minutes on the timer, and let's talk about props. Okay, the timer's rolling. So Props are key to the success of the show. The name of the game here, Ben, is realism. And the middle and last name of the game is guns. Yeah, there are so many great guns on this show. Ben, this is do you a show kind of... about heroes. Yeah, and so they've got to have guns. Exactly. Do you want to name some of the guns? There are some really great guns in this show that we see all of our heroes carrying. Uh, we've got Samantha Boltz, chief of police, carries a Smith & Wesson 38 caliber handgun. Mm -hmm. We've got Serena Sanchez, rookie cop, carries a uh, Glock. Uh, we have... Um, Dylan and Colton Smith, the firefighter and the paramedic, they each carry, they each dual wield Uzis. Yeah. Uh, we have Tay Diggs Mark um, portraying Mark Briggs, uh, the um, crusading lawyer. And he's and, always got a bow and arrow on his back. Yes, like exactly. Like Robin Hood. Or like Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. um, and we got some other great uh, guns in the show. Well, you need a gun. For, there's a gun for every situation, right? Yes. We've so, got all different types of harpoons. guns. Harpoons. Uh, bow staff. Other types of guns. Psy. Nightstick. Katanas. Battering ram. Shuriken. Cannon. Uh, we have old-fashioned um, musket. Uh-huh. What's the thing where it launches you over? Trebuchet. Trebuchet. Catapults. Guillotine. There are uh, garrotte wires that yeah. you would use to cut somebody's neck off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
um, lassos. Yep. There's uh, bazooka. The Australian um, or South African or one of those places down there. Um, the balls on the strings that you would throw to catch somebody's ankles and make them fall over. Oh the yeah, yeah. Police is often you. The police is often will use that kind of gun yeah, in yeah. this show. The balls on the string gun <laughs> to catch a um, to catch a perp. So and that is the timer guns. going off. And I'm sorry that I went overtime there. Um, I think the listeners needed the context though. That was an important part of the the deep dive. Well, we've been on our deep dive into the different elements of production design of Chicago Heroes, and now, how about we come up for a little bit of fresh air? Okay. Let's talk about sets. And that is sets. S-E-T-S. And we're going to go ahead and talk about them. So I'm going to put... 10, 20, 120 minutes on the timer. Honestly, you could put 525,600 minutes on the timer and that wouldn't even be enough to talk about sets. And if you're a particularly astute listener, (laughs) you're maybe a little bit confused because you're thinking, okay, why would they need so much time to talk about sets? A lot of shows have a lot of sets yeah. You've got shows where they've got a an apartment and they've got a diner and they've got a, a office. But this show only has one set. And the set is also a character. We're talking about Chicago. Chicago. Well, I'll tell you why we need so much time to talk about it. It's a big set. It's huge. It's um it spans a certain amount of miles. Um and 234 square miles to be exact. Yeah. But and you this knew that show, off the top of your head. I did know it off the top of my head, but this show makes it feel like a million. Yeah, it's or, sprawling. Or if you go the other way with it, this show makes it feel like it's one room and all the characters are locked in it together mm. and the temperature is getting cranked up to a boiling point. And that's and, how life is. Exactly. Sometimes it feels like you could, there's so much uh, space and time around you that you could never get to the end of it. Other times it feels like you're It's uh, got its fingers around your throat. Despite all your rage, you're a rat in a cage. Yeah. Um, did you just come up with that? I did. Yeah. And I can come up with a turn of phrase or two if I put my mind to work on it. Dis- um, de- despite all my even, <laughs> I'm on pins and needles in the back of my VW Beetle, or something like that. That's cool. That's cool. I'm. Uh, Losing my mind, and I'm shooting my quills out like a porcupine or something like that. That's fun. That's kind of fun. That's just the kind of riffing that this show actually gets me on, (laughs) is when I think about how creative they are on this show. It makes you want to be creative. It makes me want to. Yeah. And I can, and And I do. And you can. And I will for the rest of this segment. And you have. Um... 
Chicago's well, we're done with the deep dive, set. but we're up for fresh air now. We're far, we're far from the shallow, but we're keeping our heads above water. We're going to be giving an award out at the end of this show to anyone who was able to listen to it. Uh, so if you were listening to this episode and you made it to the end, go ahead and send us a self-addressed stamped envelope and we will send you back your award. Uh, and it'll be... Very good. It's gonna be an episode of this. Uh, it's gonna be the. We're gonna put. Th- we're gonna upload this episode to a flash drive. Yeah, a Chicago Hero branded flash drive. So make sure you put enough postage on that self-addressed stamped envelope for it to have carry a flash drive in it. Yeah, you got to put at least three stamps on it. It was funny. I was like, I have all this stuff to say about Chicago as the only set on this show and I could talk about it for remember when I made that joke about how I could talk about it for 525,600 minutes. Well, I made part of the joke, but yeah. Oh yeah. You said, um, I said the number. Well, yeah, you said five and then I finished it. I think, I don't know. We'd have to have, we'd have to listen back to it, which Which we can't do. do. Not going to do that, but I'm pretty sure I made the joke. But anyway, what is the joke about the 525,600? Yeah. What's the joke? Huh? It's more of a reference when you think about it. Yeah. And a oh, reference right. is You isn't made a joke. it. You made it. I remember. And it's important to remember yeah. that a reference is not a joke. I was thinking I had made it, but then I realized it wasn't a joke. It was just a reference. Unless it's a really smart reference, then it's a joke. And that could be a joke that would go on forever and ever. You might even call it an infinite jest. But <laughs> in any case, I was thinking to myself, could I talk about this for 525,600 minutes? And I thought I could, and now I realize that we didn't actually have that much to say about Chicago as the set because Chicago already says it all. Yeah. So we don't have anything to say about it because it's been said by the show. Yeah. You know, take a take a book, for example. Take a perfect book. Okay. Uh, uh, the Great Bible Gatsby. or Infinite Jest or whatever. And in the rye. you're not gonna go write a book about that book because that book already said it. Yeah. So this one was short, this episode, <laughs> but um, sometimes the shortest things are the sweetest. Like a, like a Tootsie Roll. Tootsie Roll or a mini-sized candy bar. And that makes me think about how it all comes back around to the beginning, which is you're standing out on our porch saying trick or treat. And we're giving you a treat. King size treat. A king size treat. Big old candy bar. Yeah. And if you can find where our mansion is and you're listening to this today, you should come over and we are actually handing out king size candy bars. So go ahead. And some Voss waters. So go ahead. Stop by, drop us a vine on the internet, and let us know if you're worried about us. <laughs> That's all, folks. Smells like courage. Yeah. Hey, Hero Heads. We're glad to have you. If you like the show, 
just go ahead and get on your Apple podcast and rate, review, and subscribe. Tell a friend about it too. And if you're just joining us for this journey, why don't you head back and start at episode one and just find... Listen to episodes 1 through 23 of the podcast and make sure that you watch all of the corresponding Chicago Heroes uh, television show episodes. Uh, Read all the blogs. Read all the trades. Make sure you see all the webisodes. And check out our Twitter at Please Save Me Pod for even more exclusive content. Let us know. Are you a love listener or a hate listener? Are you a love viewer or a hate viewer of the show? It doesn't matter to us why you listen to our podcast as long as we get those stats. We know you love us, but do you like us? And that's a question that's worth answering in a whole nother podcast, probably. Mm -hmm. You know, that's an interesting thought. We've never had... uh, we we often have big wigs from the stage and stars of stage and screen mm-hmm. on our show, but we almost never have regular Joes and Jills onto the show. Just yeah. the common folk who listen to our podcast and mm-hmm. are looking for a brush with greatness. And that would be an interesting perspective for us to get every once in a while. It can get um, a little bit lonely at the top, in our ivory tower here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's probably why you always hear us asking for you to listen and subscribe and and rate and review us because just about the only time that we hear from, we ever even come into contact with regular people Mm -mm. is from the reviews from off of our show on iTunes. Yeah. And in your review, if you want to tell us something else that you would like us to do other than just inviting regular Jacks and Jills and Joes on here. um, Yeah. We're open to suggestions. We probably won't take them, but throw them our way. Yeah, go ahead and tell us other stuff that we should do. Uh, if you want on... longer outros, if you want <laughs> more, yeah, more specifically, singing. No, let's actually stay on that one. <laughs> specifically, if you want longer outros, let us know in the review. Yeah. How long do you want them to be? What do you want to hear in the outro? Do you want more variety in the outro or less? Yeah. And uh, we'll consolidate all that, put into a spreadsheet and kind of score it based on our own rubric. And then we'll adjust the content accordingly to make sure that our algorithm meets your listening needs. Yeah. Ha. Podcasting like a boss. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs>